Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This episode of the Patriots Report is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Today on the Patriots Report, it's Zachary Neal who covered New England's first-round pick Christian Gonzalez for USA Today when Gonzalez was a collegian with the Ducks. We talk about Gonzalez's strengths and weaknesses, the surprise that came with him still being on the board at 17, and how he projects at the NFL level. That's all up right now on the Patriots Report. Zachary, let's start with this. The Patriots have had pretty good luck with a couple of Oregon guys in the past in Patrick Chung and LeGarrette Blunt. Should New England fans be encouraged? Should they feel optimistic about Christian Gonzalez? I think absolutely. I think that you look at where he was projected to go in the draft and then the fact that he ended up falling down to you guys. I think that, um, yeah, it just shows off the bat that he was he had really high aspirations. We thought that he was I know a lot of Oregon fans thought he was going to be a top 10 pick. They're going to keep that streak of top 10 picks going this year. Um, unfortunately, it didn't happen, but I think it it ended up being better for all parties because now you get him to land in a very, very stable organization where he's going to have, you know, one of the I mean, the best defensive coach ever coaching him up, and he's going to be on a really solid defense with the chance to play right away and have an impact. So, yeah, I think Oregon fans are happy where he went. I think Patriot fans should be very happy with the player that they're getting. We'll get into specifics in a little bit, but let's start off with a general scouting report here. What sort of player, because you watched him play a heck of a lot more than a lot of us back here in New England, what sort of player – did the Patriots get at number 17 overall? He's super versatile, man. I mean, he's a, a very tall, pretty physical cornerback. I think he's six foot one. He's really got just long arms, really great intangibles, really quick. He's got, I mean, you saw his 40-yard dash at the combine, 4.38. He's got so much makeup speed that it allows him to really play up in coverage and and really get on his man at the line of scrimmage. And if he gets beat instantly, he's got that makeup speed to to really cover ground quickly. So and he's someone that is not afraid to come up and, and play in the run game too and, and meet ball carriers, receivers, anyone in the line of scrimmage. Um someone with really great with really really great ball skills and someone that can play really tight coverage. So um, yeah, I, I think that he's what we saw in, at the the college level is really really impressive and and shows that he's got a, a high high floor at the NFL level as well. It sounds like there was a little bit of surprise that he was not a top ten pick or at least maybe in the top dozen or so. What was the reaction like out there to the fact that he went at seventeen? It was more just a little bit of confusion because we'd been hearing, you know, that he could go as high as six was likely going to go around, you know, maybe nine or 10 at the lowest, probably 12. Then you get the, you know, some of the cornerback needy teams, you get Washington right before the Patriots not taking him. And it's kind of like, Oh, we really thought he would be going there. So then the Patriots take him, And 
Um, you know, it's it's not you still get a first round draft pick, you still got a first round cornerback. So there's no, you know, hard feelings. It's great. It's it's still a really good paycheck for him, really good day for the program. So um, but there was just some question marks about like, okay, what why is he falling? Was there an injury that we don't know about? You know, with Christian, it's not any character concerns. This is one of the, you know, one of the nicest kids. It was one of our favorite interviews doing media after practice every week and after games. Just a really, really good head on his shoulders. Really nice kid. Um, so he's not going to be someone that's falling because, you know, he said something wrong in interviews or he got in trouble off the field. That's definitely not who Christian is. So, um, yeah, there was, just, there was just question marks and confusion about why he might have dropped. I still don't know what the reasoning was. When it came to his development in Oregon, what surprised you the most? That's a good question. We, I mean, so he had his first two years at Colorado, um, and then he came over. He transferred uh, to Oregon. So Oregon had a, a brand new coaching staff. They brought in a new head coach, and with him came a new uh, quarterbacks coach from from Colorado too, Demetrius Martin. So he followed his quarterbacks coach over from Colorado. Um, I think. You know, it's just a basic answer. I was just surprised how effective he was right from the get-go. I mean, he was just a perfect piece to the puzzle for the Ducks. And if you know anything about college football last year, Oregon didn't have a great defense. Um, they had a, one of the best offenses in the nation, but the defense ranked near the bottom in the, of the, the nation in, in a lot of metrics, past defense, defense being one of them. And that was even with Christian there. So um, if he wasn't there last year, I, I – be scared to see what the defense would have been because I know he covered up a lot of holes. So uh, the fact that he was able to come in immediately become a leader in the locker room and a leader to his, his younger teammates, it really had paid dividends for the ducks. Cause like I said, I, I don't want to imagine a world where he wasn't there last year. What does he still need to work on? For example, if I'm Josh Allen and I want to go at him this season, what sort of weaknesses am I looking to exploit? You know, Sometimes in college, like I said, that makeup speed where he can, you know, he maybe gets a little bit greedy on on jumping routes or or trying to undercut things and play a little aggressive in the short game. He can probably get beat once he's going up against, you know, NFL caliber wide receivers. If he's trying to cover stuff on Diggs and Diggs has a little, you know, jump cut or a, a short route, hitch, hitch and go, and maybe maybe Gonzalez you know, jumps, try and try to get the interception on that and gets beat deep. There's a lot of things where he's probably going to have some welcome to NFL moments where he thinks that, you know, he's still playing college caliber wide receivers and he has to get used to the the big league, so to say. So, um, but, but as far as, you know, his tools and his intangibles, I think, you know, just, just fine, fine tuning everything, polishing everything, but he's got all the skills. He just needs to, you know, maybe get a little bit bigger, uh, get used to the new speed of the game in the NFL. But other than that, I think that, there should be a lot of confidence that he can come in and, and probably start uh, early on next year. Conversely, what's he best at? Where, where's he, where's he going to shine? Where's he going to stand out? He's best at the fact that you often are not going to realize he's on the field because they are not throwing to his side of the ball. That's what it was, at least in college. Um, funny story back when he was in high school, the, um, his coach, they gave out, you know, helmet stickers. They had three different helmet stickers, one for good offensive plays, one for good defensive plays, and one for good special teams plays. They had to make up a fourth helmet sticker for Christian Gonzalez because no one threw to his side of the ball. So the coach made it so if, if any defender or any defensive back, they went five plays without their player catching a ball, they got a helmet sticker. 
And I think the longest, it, it went like 60 plays or something without one of his players catching a ball. So that's the type of thing. It's the whole Richard Sherman effect where, you know, you kind of don't realize it's out there. He's not going to get a ton of stats sometimes because the he just takes away that half of the field and they're not, he's not even getting thrown at. So, um, you know, there was, there was oftentimes last year where a lot of fans are looking at his, his box score and his stats and he's, how good is he really? What's he, is he really doing anything out there? But then you look and it's like, yeah, he's taking away this entire part of the field and uh, quarterbacks aren't even testing him. So I'd say that's one thing that he was definitely the best at, at Oregon. You mentioned his special teams play, albeit in high school. Does he bring any special teams value to New England, a team that really values that third area of the game? I think he can. We didn't see it at Oregon at all. I mean, he was arguably their best player last year, obviously. So they didn't really put him in special teams, but he was a receiver in high school. He actually played, you know, quarterback in high school, did a lot of punt return, kick return in high school as well. So um, just a really, really talented athletic player. I'm sure if they put it back in punt return or, or got him on special teams as a, a gunner or a, um, on, on punt coverage, I'm sure he'd do very well. So, um, you know, he's, he's that type of player. You, you plug him in anywhere. They said that growing, going into high school, he played all 22 positions. You could put him anywhere and he was just an athlete and could just do it. He picked up the game super quick, really, really smart kid. So I would not be at all surprised if, if they decided to put him on special teams as a, as a rookie and just get his feet wet and see what he can do. You referenced his size a little bit at the start of the interview. He's really going to stick out in the New England secondary for a number of reasons, not the least of which the Patriots have a lot of smallish cornerbacks, 5'8", 5'9", 5'10". How does his size maybe manifest itself on the field? We talked about his ability, you know, the Sherman-esque ability to kind of take away one side of the field, but how do you see his ability to use his size to his advantage? It's, it just allows him to be really physical at the catch point and really go up against some of these big receivers. I mean, we always see mismatches where cornerbacks, you know, smaller Jalen Ramsey sized quarterbacks are going up against some of these big, <laughs> massive receivers. So um, that's sometimes a disadvantage for the defense, but you get Christian Gonzalez who can move like he can and who has the the ball skills that he does. And he can go up and be physical at the catch point. He can be physical at the line of scrimmage as well if he's in press coverage. So um, that's one of the things where I think that once he gets used to that speed of play and once he gets used to the caliber of receiver he's going against, he's someone that I've I've compared to Aqib Tlaib in the past where he's not going to back down from these these big receivers. And he's he's got a little bit of attitude to him as well. I mean, we don't really see it off the field because, like I said, he's, the, he's really soft-spoken and one of the nicest guys. But you talk to other players on the team, and he's he's going to talk some trash to you. He's going to let you know that he's not letting you catch the ball, or you're not even going to get a look at the ball. So um, I'm really curious to see if we see any of that come out at the NFL level because that's a bigger part of the game than it was at college, that trash talk aspect. So um, I don't think he's going to be backing down from anyone, and that size definitely helps. The Aqib league comparison is going to go over very, very well in New England. I'll say that. I was there a moment for you, maybe it was practice, maybe it was a press conference, maybe it was a game, whatever the case may be, where you were able to look at him and say, yeah, you know, th this kid's a first round pick. He's going to be able to play on Sundays. Yes, I think so. Last year when, obviously, I said that he came from Colorado, Oregon went back, they played Colorado in Boulder last year. I think he had at least it was two interception. I think it was three. I'd have to look that stat up. But I mean, it's it's just one of those things where, the moment was there. This was his, this was his homecoming. You know, he was going back to where he started his college career and then he absolutely showed up and he just stepped up, had 
multiple interceptions, had so many plays and just, you know, really rose to the occasion and showed, hey, I'm the best player on the field right now. It's just one of those things when the lights got really bright, he rose to the occasion and really, uh, really stepped up for the defense when they needed him. So um, I've talked all about his intangibles, his skills. I've got no questions about that. But, you know, sometimes even the best players, when the lights get bright, they shrink a little bit. That's not something I see from Christian. What's the biggest takeaway that New England fans should know about him, either on or off the field? Honestly, I think that this is a guy you're going to get a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because he did fall in the draft. He's got the the skills to, you know, we thought he was going to be top 10 pick, maybe top five pick, probably number six with the the talent that was ahead of him. That was probably the ceiling for him, but he fell a lot. And I think that he's going to be out there trying to prove to a lot of people. I mean, he's someone in high school. He He's kind of had that chip on his shoulder his career, his whole career. So as a sophomore in high school, um, the team that he played for was not very good. I think the varsity team went 0 and 10, but he was relegated to the JV team and he was, they went one and nine that year. And he was kind of wondering the whole time, like, why am I not playing? Why are they not letting me play? This varsity team isn't good. I could obviously help them. Um, he ended up transferring schools and instantly became the prospect that everyone thought he could be started shining on defense, started playing a little bit of offense as well. Um, so that that type of chip on the shoulder mentality has really really driven him a lot. Um, we didn't see it so much in college because you know he he became the player that that everyone thought he was. But you know we we see another opportunity for it going forward. So with him falling in the draft, so I wouldn't be surprised if you know he's really trying to make a case for that defensive rookie of the year um, odds for that awards this year. So um, he's, he really kind of fits the new England mentality in my mind. He's not really going to say a ton in the media. He's pretty soft-spoken. He's going to say the right things. He's going to be a little bit nasty once he gets on the field. I will say this new England fans are going to like the fact that you are the second person that I've had in this podcast who's referenced his chances when it comes to winning the defensive rookie of the year award. So that mm-hmm. certainly bodes well for 2023. Zach, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this today. Let people know where they can read your stuff and where they can follow you on social media. Yeah, you can read my stuff at uh, duckswire.usatoday.com. I've also got a podcast on the Believe Network, the Going Long podcast. Follow me at Zachary C. Neal on Twitter. Um, yeah, we're we're having fun. The Oregon, Oregon sports are pretty fun to cover right now, so we're, we're enjoying it. Zach, thank you so much for your time. Take care, and hopefully we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. One more reminder, this episode of the Patriots Report has been brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.